are listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. And I'm Rachel. We're going to dig into your pantries today, ladies. It's time for some eating pants episode. Erin, <laughs> it's an iron ladle. What are we doing? It is an iron ladle because sometime, I don't know, back before yeah. the holidays, yes. we had somebody suggest that we do a frugal meal episode. And yes. so an iron ladle. So today's challenge, the challenge is to present a budget-friendly meal <laughs> that your family will, and I, I, I wasn't sure if we should include gladly because some, the more, <laughs> sometimes the more budget-friendly it is, the less glad some it is. Truth. But, <laughs> so somewhat, somewhat gladly, they will actually eat this meal that meets your own criteria. For a complete meal. And this came about because Rachel was like, uh, how many courses are we supposed to have? <laughs> what sort of, you know, limitations are there? So I, I decided to make it pretty free and easy. Mainly wanted to discuss what are some budget-friendly meals and how, how might one go about thinking in that direction. So yeah. Many people already do this. Like many people wish they didn't have to spend so much time thinking about budget-friendly meals. Mm. That said. We're going to try and laugh as much as we can, as we usually do. <laughs> I'm so excited. So one of the established criteria that I also had for this is that when you're thinking about the cost of your meal, I said that there would be no cost for pantry items and that pantry items would be shelf stable items that are purchased in significant bulk compared to the amount used in a recipe. I love that you have a definition uh, for this. It's amazing. <laughs> so for example, that would be things like flour, sugar, plain rice, dry beans, salt, most dry herbs and spices, excluding saffron, of course. Um, also things like soy sauce. I included butter because again, you're it's not shelf stable, but you know, you can't actually leave it on on your counter and yeah, it's okay. You, you can. So anyway, you, you usually use it. You buy it in typically bulk compared to how you use it. Also oil, things along those lines would fall into the category of no cost pantry items. You already stock those. Now, of course, different people do have different things that are their pantry staples. Right. I keep beans on hand. I keep tuna fish on hand. Mm. These are things that I just normally keep in my in my cabinet, but not everyone not everyone does that. So, mm -hmm. I'm curious to hear we each took a, a different approach with this. I'm curious to hear what were some of your, I don't know, tell me about your experiences as you as you went about this challenge. Did you make something that is already a beloved recipe mm. or did you try and come up with something new? Mm. I'm curious about that first. So I am presenting one of, I think we eat this twice a week. Uh -huh. This is something that I already make a lot. It's my uh -huh. fastest meal, which mm. to me counts for something because you can just throw it together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, full disclosure, my pantry, I, I, I can't do anything that's, you know, boxed or aged or basically comes in a box or a bag mm -hmm. very much at all. So I have very, very, very few pantry items in my, the items mm -hmm. that, that I want to count as pantry items in my recipe are probably 
I shouldn't say probably. One of them probably is not a pantry item for a lot of other people. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. But I did consider, like, I make a lot of soups and stuff, which not really pantry items, but it's just a lot of like fresh vegetables that really Mm. aren't that expensive. Mm -hmm. And I just dump them in a instant pot and cook them. So Mm -hmm. those actually are still fairly budget friendly if you buy vegetables, if you don't care about the price of your vegetables and you buy them pretty inexpensively, like Walmart has pretty inexpensive produce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or if you use frozen vegetables, those are are really inexpensive and they work well in soups. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I actually had a lot more options. Or if you're a gardener. Or if you're a gardener. I felt like, Mm -hmm. at first I was like, oh, I don't do like flour and beans and tuna and Mm -hmm. all of the like typical pantry stuff. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh, I actually, there's actually a lot of a lot of options for frugal frugal meal <laughs> if you if you eat more like paleo fruits and mm. fruits and vegetables and meats kind of stuff there's still a lot of options for you so mm-hmm. okay yeah should okay. I do my recipe now yeah, or do you yeah, want Rachel just, to talk? No, no. Do, tell us. I, I don't know why I started it that way. Tell me about your actual <laughs> tell me about your come up with. Okay. I want to hear. Okay. So my recipe is coleslaw beef stir fry. I was trying to come up with a really catchy name for this and I absolutely failed. So if either of you have a better name for... This is a cl- this is the way most recipes seem to be named these days <laughs> is by listing out the primary ingredients. Yeah. I was trying to do like rainbow stir fry or something uh-huh. like because it's really colorful, but I did not have that creative energy. So coleslaw beef stir fry. This is a meal. So I make this meal every Wednesday. My meals, I have the same meals for every meal. I mean, like my Monday lunch is my Monday lunch. My Wednesday Mm. dinner is my Wednesday dinner. That's just how I work my life because I have very few food options. So this is the meal that I actually cook at church every week because we have Mm. faith formation night at church every week. And so I go straight from work to church, cook this in the kitchen there and then eat it. And then we do all our Wednesday night stuff. And without fail, every week, people are like, that looks really good. Mm. So I was like, okay, I'll do this one. So it's very, very simple. I priced this for an individual serving since that's the e- that was the easiest way for me to figure the math. So I use about 200-ish grams of bagged coleslaw, the tricolor one. So you get the red and green cabbage okay. and carrots because that one looks really pretty. And also you're getting extra antioxidants and good stuff out of that red cabbage. So Mm. that's the one I use. I actually had to weigh my almonds for this recipe because I just dump them. (laughs) Just grab a handful. I just, I like literally just dump them (laughs) in the pan. So I use about two and a half ish ounces of slivered almonds. That's absolutely to taste for whatever you actually like. It stretches the protein really far. That's why I use, I use a lot comparatively probably. And then four ounces of ground beef, olive oil, salt and pepper, and then to garnish on top. Mm-hmm. When I make this, when it's my husband and me and I'm making it for both of us, he puts raisins on his because he really likes raisins. Adding a little bit of sweet to it really nicely offsets that savory, the savory beef and cabbage. Mm-hmm. Putting something sweet with it is really good. So he uses raisins. I used to use dried cranberries until my one safe brand of dried cranberries got discontinued. Mm-hmm. Now I use cranberry sauce. So in peace. yeah, I was so sad. So now cranberries, fresh cranberries are the pantry item for me that I'm not ah. sure is a pantry item for anybody else. Okay. But I literally have over 30 bags. It's at least 30. I don't even know of cranberries in my deep freeze right now. So that for me okay. is a pantry item. Okay. I buy in the fall for the entire year. Interesting. So I just have cranberry sauce in my fridge basically the whole year. And I love it. It's so good. I home make it with maple syrup and it's just amazing. So... Super simple, in a frying pan, medium high heat, saute your almonds and your beef. 
in, I use about two tablespoons of olive oil until that's it's done. And then you add the coleslaw and a couple tablespoons of water because you want the coleslaw to kind of steam in the pan. Cover it up, reduce it to medium heat, stir it occasionally, and it's done when the coleslaw is just turning like translucent-ish mm. al dente. You don't want to overcook it, but it, it's all personal flavor. I don't mm-hmm. like it really crunchy still. I like it when it's just barely not crunchy. But you don't, if you're using red cabbage, you don't want it to turn blue. That's overdone. Uh, So that's your key. If your cabbage is turning blue, you've you've gone too far. (laughs) Hmm. So you want it just just al dente. And then you can plate it then. And then you add your raisins or cranberries or cranberry sauce. You don't have to. It's really good by itself. I salt and pepper as I'm Uh cooking. Some people do it after. Either way. So I also use, sometimes I use chicken instead of beef. You can use any leftover like ground meat that you have, mm. like ground lamb would be really good. We use bison when Aldi has bison. It's so good. But like any of the, you could use ground pork. Like any of those meats would work mm-hmm. with this. Mm-hmm. So my my prices, I had to do algebra for this. I had to solve for X. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself okay. for solving for X. You can see my work on my little piece of paper on my desk because I had to do a lot of serious math for this. So thank you, Mrs. Martin, for teaching me in eighth grade how to sell for X. Uh, <laughs> so I did I did my pricing from Walmart. I don't shop at Walmart, but they have a really good price for they tricolor they do. Uh, coleslaw. So tricolor coleslaw is $1.66 per pound. So it's approximately 26 cents per, per single serving. I buy it from Trader Joe's where it's $2.49 for nine ounces. So that's 69 cents per serving. The slivered almonds, I don't know if you count that as a pantry item. I keep them stocked. We buy mm-hmm. a 2.2 pound bag every two weeks and we run through it because we use it in a lot of stuff. So from Walmart, it's like just over $6 for 10, 10 ounces. So that's $1.53 per serving. Mine is like $1.07 per serving because we buy in bulk. Mm. Ground beef. I did organic grass-fed from Walmart just so I could compare it to what I purchased from Aldi. Mm-hmm. So there's a six, a little over $6 per pound. So that's $1.59 per serving. We buy it from Aldi where it's cheaper. Hey. $5.19 per pound. So that's $1.29 per serving. I did not count raisins, olive oil, salt, because I figure a lot of people stock raisins, right? Those are yes. those are a pantry That's item. That's a shelf stable one. You buy it. Yeah. You never eat. You never buy a single serving of raisins. Yeah. yeah. Right. I don't like. Oh, and I weird. did not count the cranberries because cranberries are pantry item for me. So okay. <laughs> so my total per serving is three dollars and thirty eight cents from Walmart. This was the thing that shocked me, though. I ran the numbers for the stuff that I buy, and it's actually cheaper. Three dollars and five cents for goal sets shopping. Hey, which is okay. I know. Now, to be fair, if you buy non-grass-fed beef from Walmart, it would be about the same price. So it's around three dollars ish per serving, which for me and my food needs is pretty cheap. That is very good. Nice, and it's so good. I'm going to eat it for dinner. Oh, it's no. We're recording on a Thursday. It's going to be a while. You had it last night, right? I did have it last night. That is true. I did. And I was, that's actually when I was weighing everything. (laughs) Yep. And I put, I put a lot of cranberry. It's, it's really partially just an excuse to eat a lot of cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce. Yeah. There's my contribution. And it scales very, very easily, mm. which is really nice. Because mm-hmm. I can see that if you just used a pound of ground beef and a 16 ounce bag of coleslaw, that that would probably work. 
Yeah. To feed four or five people easily. Yeah. And that does, it does depend on how much cabbage you want to eat all at once. We eat a lot. I was going to say, you called for 200 grams of cabbage per serving. And I can tell you, I know that that is a lot of cabbage. It is a lot of cabbage. We eat a very, very large proportion of vegetables. So this is like in my diet, what I would do. Yeah. A pound of cabbage is around 450 grams, which Probably uh-huh. for other people who eat normal amounts of exactly. vegetables, it's probably enough. Yeah. So the caveat I, here is if you are not used to yeah. eating that amount of cabbage in your diet, and I actually am too, go slow. Yeah. Mm. Let your body adjust a little bit. One way you could do it is to buy a bag of shredded carrots and do a bag of coleslaw and add a bag of shredded carrots on top of it. It's going to mm-hmm. cook out about the same. Yeah. But what you were describing, you would get... Slightly more than two servings from a one pound bag of cabbage. Yes. Yep. So if I was so making it. So you would it, actually need that. Two like bags. Half pound. Exactly. Yeah. Two bags of two one pound bags of cabbage. For one pound To of a pound beef. of beef. Yeah. But. But still. Still. It's more of a loose concept than it, it is. is a strict measure. This is just what we uh, do because I though that is my. The bag of coleslaw is my vegetable. Exactly. And I kind of finagle it a little bit too because there are carrots in it. Like it's not a lot Uh of carrots, but it's not all coleslaw. It's hard cabbage. It's also some carrots. And I try to get the bags that have a lot lot of color. Uh So you're getting a lot of bread. Yeah. I yeah. love the red cabbage. So I know you can't eat this, but I feel like this would be really tasty over rice. Yeah. Which would be a way to stretch yeah, the budget even further. Because the meat is the most yeah. expensive part of that meal. Yes. Oh, that would be really good. Yeah. 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 Good thought. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. No, that was well done. You made something that your family will gladly eat. Yeah, There's no question it. mark on this one. Yep. Okay. Fantastic. Rachel, you have now scarfed down. (laughs) I had my mic off. I was eating dinner. I still have some left, though. So (laughs) tell me about the meal that you came up with for this challenge. I brought this up with my family at dinner the other night. I said, I've got this iron ladle challenge. Help me decide because whatever I make, y'all are going to have to Uh eat. And of course, the first answer for how to feed a family on a tight budget, someone said, ramen. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, actually, Maruchan or top ramen at three uh-huh. for a dollar. That's two dollars for the whole family. That is technically a very budget friendly meal. Also, macaroni and cheese. Yep. The store brand Walmart, you can get them like two for a dollar. It will definitely feed us all. So that's like a dollar plus, you know, a little butter and milk. But I said, no, it needs to be real food. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like we had our years talking about budget when we several times a week, our gourmet meal was hamburger helper without the hamburger. Like that's thing. You can do that. You can live that way. But it's not very healthy. Mm -hmm. And so I said, "Okay, we're not having ramen noodles for supper. No judgment for people that do that. But I didn't want that to be my choice. Mm -hmm. And so then they said, well, beans and cornbread, of course. Ah, okay. And this is, you know, my fa- my mother's family are from the South. So this is a very oh, yes. cultural thing for yeah. me. This is something my grandparents served and ate all the time. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, now you said they have to eat it. The truth is most of my family eats beans with goodwill. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those that don't. I, mean, I did put gladly with a question mark behind it. So. And mo- those that don't eat cornbread with goodwill. Okay. So one way or another, they're getting fed. Yes. Yes. 
So what I have here is a pot of beans, pan of cornbread, skillet cornbread, and coleslaw. Mm-hmm. And together, if you can get all, manage to get all three on one fork, this is good dining. Mm. Now, I got super, super, super excited when you said pantry items are free. Hey, hey. <laughs> why? Because my meal is free then. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a couple of years ago, I started, I've always been on the lookout for canister sets that are actually big enough for a family. Mm. Okay. And I never managed to find a pretty canister set that actually held, you know, enough flour or sugar for my taste. So <laughs> we buy gallon plastic tubs of ice cream on birthdays, right? Okay. So I started rinsing, washing these out and refilling them with commodities. And now every time I have a birthday, I get a new commodity. Ah. So right now we're up to... <laughs> Flour, white sugar, brown sugar, oatmeal, popping corn. What else do I have in there? Cornmeal. Let's see. I know there's more. But anyway, so my shelf-stable pantry items are... Oh, dry beans. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's one. Yes. And I actually, I make my own bean blend because you know you can get that six be- 16 oh, bean yeah. soup yes. yeah if you're gonna make a ga- have a gallon of beans around mm-hmm. what i like to do is just go grab which are even cheaper the individual beans yep. off the yep. shelf and right. then blend them together kids really love helping with yeah. the bean blending yeah let me tell you a short story here yeah when i was in middle school i had a sick day and I stayed at my grandmother's house and I entertained, I, that she allowed me to be unsupervised for a chunk of time. And during that time, <laughs> I gave my and my sister's Cabbage Patch dolls a haircut. <laughs> like, they each got a haircut. And un, I don't know, it's probably not surprising that my doll ended up very cute because, I mean, no child of that age has hair that long. So I fixed it. And un- unsurprisingly, my sister's doll did not end up as cute. I mean, it wasn't like I butchered it intentionally, but it just was not cute. And I was then given the punishment, the consequence, because uh-huh. my sister was not happy, was that I needed to earn the money to purchase my sister a new replacement Cabbage Patch doll. Oh, boy. Uh, And I was in middle school, right? So it's not like I can go out and get a job. So the approach that my mom and I developed was that I would be going door to door in the neighborhood (laughs) selling bean soup mix. (laughs) French market soup. We bought, my mom bought the beans. I think she donated the beans. I don't think I had to raise the cost of the beans as well. I think she took pity (laughs) on me there. But I assembled this bean soup mix and put it into baggies and then went door to door with a wagon. (laughs) Selling bean soup mix to the neighbors (laughs) until I had enough money to purchase a new Cabbage Patch Your mom's consequences Uh, game was A plus. Oh my goodness. It was. It was. I mean, it's. I still love bean soup, so it didn't put me off bean soup. But that is what I immediately think of whenever I hear about like a 16, 16 bean soup mix. Especially yes. If you're making so it funny. yourself. I don't actually know what, how many beans are in my, my current <laughs> bean soup mix. I know there's some fava beans. Those are nice and big. Oh, yeah. uh, I got some black eyed peas in there because I like those. Uh-huh. Always appropriate for New Year's. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, a lot of beans. Some of them I don't even know the names of. I just yeah, looked at them. Yeah, I'm like, that's pretty. a pretty color. Let's do uh-huh. that. Exactly. <laughs> so yes, I did beans. And now, Sarah, you talked about your recipe being quick and easy. Mine was easy, but it was not quick. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's something I have a lot of right now. I have a wealth of time. Right. Not that I can spend, you know, four hours putting together a recipe, but I can keep something on the stove all day. Mm. Just check in on it every once in a while. Yeah. So I put the beans in soak last night and I put them on to simmer this morning after breakfast. I had a ham bone saved. Talk about free, right? This is what most people would just throw away the ham bone after the holidays. But no, I had a ham bone, a few little tidbits of meat left on it. And so that went in there with some salt and pepper and onion and garlic, not a lot of onion and garlic, just a bit. And basically, they got to know each other over the next uh, eight hours or so. Yep. yep. And it it's amazing how good they are. Just simple, good yeah. beans. Yeah. We call them nature's most perfect food. You do <laughs> want to rinse them really well after soaking. Uh, that helps cut down on the digestive after effects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But Pro they're tip. really good. And yes. then my cornbread recipe is the one I found online that reminds me the most of my grandma's cornbread. Oh. <laughs> and I'll post a link in the in the show notes or in uh-huh. wherever we put these recipes. But the one I use, I think, is adapted from the Garden and Gun website that tells oh, you it's authentic. Okay. <laughs> Southern style okay. cornbread. Uh-huh. There is no sugar in this cornbread. Oh, it yeah. goes in a cast iron skillet and you yes. flip it out onto a tray, onto a, a big plate and slice it like a pizza beautiful so it's just cornmeal and eggs and soda and buttermilk only i'm too cheap for buttermilk so it's milk and white vinegar yep Mm -hmm. cheater buttermilk (laughs) and i think that's about oh bacon grease which i also save (laughs) (laughs) so two tablespoons melted bacon grease in the batter Two tablespoons melted in the skillet, which you preheat in the oven uh-huh. and mm. pull it out. And it just makes this wonderful, crispy, savory crust. Okay. Wow. It goes really well. So then you pair all this with my standard coleslaw recipe, which I think I went over during our slaw, yeah, yeah. <laughs> episode all those years ago. Yes. But just, you know, thinly sliced cabbage with uh-huh. mayonnaise, sugar, vinegar, salt and pepper. Mix it all up mm. and... Okay. But just that that cool tanginess with the savoriness of the beans and the just wonderfulness of the coleslaw, it is a very nice combination. And I feel very happy with this meal. Hopefully, my family will agree. Beans are an acquired taste. And when I first started this mission, oh, probably close to a decade now, to get mm-hmm. my family on board with eating beans somewhat regularly mm-hmm. because they're so healthy and so cheap, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it was a quest. Mm-hmm. Now I would say the older two of my children eat them very happily. Okay. Mm. The middle child is working on it and the youngest child will eat a small serving with ketchup. Hmm. Which I consider okay. coming, along. coming along. Yeah. We're yeah. getting there. I will keep I will keep on this quest though because yeah. healthy and cheap. Yep. Yeah. Unlike yep. so many foods that are either it's pick one. Yeah. Yep. This one yeah. you don't have to choose. Yeah. Mm. So that sounds yes. Amazing. So yes, if you are going with just commodity, because Sarah, you keep cranberries. <laughs> I keep cabbage, like multiple heads of cabbage in my fridge at any given time. So, but even if I were tallying it up, let's see, I tallied, I used 
This was to feed a family of five and we will have leftovers. I used probably $2 worth of dry beans, which were a pantry commodity. Mm-hmm. Used probably 50 cents to a dollar's worth of cabbage. Mm-hmm. Maybe $1 to $2 worth of cornmeal and 50 cents worth of mayo. Mm-hmm. A couple of eggs. I guess that would be what? Eggs are $1.25 or so now. So 30 cents worth of eggs. You know, so it's like, all right, I, this is a meal where I have a home-cooked, healthy, nutritionally complete meal mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. probably, if not less than $5, very little over $5. So it'll feed yeah. a whole family. Yeah. 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 No, and I like your, I like, I appreciate and I think it's realistic, the idea that you had to sort of work yourself up to the point of being able to have that many pantry stocked items. Uh, you couldn't start yeah. there. It would be it would be expensive yeah. to stock a pantry from yeah. scratch. That would be an initial outlay. Yeah. But if you're doing it sort of gradually, like you said, you know, adding it, it becomes much less expensive to maintain it yeah. once mm-hmm. it's established. Yeah. And yeah. obviously with a large family, you know, the scale mm-hmm. is different. Yeah. I uh, do yeah. a lot of bread baking. So I buy I buy the big 25 pound bag of flour Uh at Walmart and Uh it lasts me for a month or so. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a a scale thing, but I really do. And I love my current pantry. We're moving probably this year sometime. And I don't know if I'm going to have this kind of pantry again. Right now I have a pantry with lots of shelf space where Mm -hmm. I can, you know, stack up Mm -hmm. those empty Mm -hmm. ice cream gallon containers and just keep those commodities on hand. A lot of people do not have that kind of kitchen storage and, yeah. and yeah. you know, have to be much more fastidious yeah. about what yeah. they stock. Like, sure. maybe not everybody keeps popping corn. You do. You do. Okay, good. Later. Oh, man. Our last house had, it was like a walk-in closet pantry. It was huge. Mm, it was... Wow glorious and our house now has zero pantry Uh, (laughs) so mm -hmm. we have like a section top and bottom of cabinets that is our pantry and that's it like it's not a lot of space you got to make choices but it is true that buying in bulk if things are shelf stable tends to be more affordable yes Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. also just leaving off the fancy things you know if i want to make my ramen coleslaw more affordable i leave off the extra things like green onions and toasted almonds and french fried onions and just stick with cabbage and ramen which is super cheap yeah yeah but a lot of the times the expense in a meal comes from the fancy add-ons and that you can simply leave those off Mm -hmm. and find that you have a much more affordable meal on the table yeah Mm -hmm. yeah okay aaron I know yours is going to be delicious, and I want to hear about it. I might turn my microphone off to have a few more bites of food. But <laughs> it's really good. Oh, like, this is comfort food, yes. you guys. Yeah. Yes. So I chose to go cabbage adjacent I with mine. We, we have, it's accidental yeah. theme. Is <laughs> cabbage our theme? Yeah. We did talk about how, we've talked in the past about how that's one of the beauties of cabbage as well as beans yep. is that. It is. It's a cheap vegetable. Yep. It's. I think it's actually the cheapest vegetable. Mm. But it's um, so healthy and so delicious. It, it Good. is. Yeah. And there's a lot of different ways you can go with cabbage. However, 
I chose to go the route instead of cabbage. I went with cauliflower, Ooh. which is, you know, one same of the, it's, it's the same family. It was, it was selected for the, for the flower instead of the head. I went with cauliflower and I decided to go with a favorite dish that I do make for myself periodically. And so I just called it Aaron's Masaman curried cauliflower. Oh, okay. And so this is just one that I was sort of, I don't know. I, I use the shortcut in this one. The star ingredient is the Masaman curry paste. Ah. And I have a picture of it that we'll include in the show notes. It comes in a small can at international grocery stores. You can probably buy it online as well. Mm. But curry paste is delicious and it's a shortcut to giant flavors. So there's many other flavors of paste as well. There's there's green curry paste, red curry paste. There's a sour curry paste. I've never tried that one. Masaman is great because it is not very spicy. So again, Ah. I, I enjoy spicy, but... This particular one is not a super spicy one. Okay. So basically you are sauteing. You have an, an, an onion, a chopped onion. You're going to saute that in some oil until it's a little bit soft. And then you add a can of curry paste to that. Mix it in to sort of loosen it up and distribute it throughout the onions then you add in a head of cauliflower that you've chopped up. You don't need to keep the stem, but if you want to make it go further, you could use the stem too. Because if there's, a, I don't know, if there's a tough peel or something, you could peel that off. But the stem of cauliflower is edible. Mm-hmm. So add cauliflower to the pan. You're probably using a Dutch oven for this. It's it's going to be sort of bulky. So add cauliflower to it. A large can of diced tomatoes Mm. about, I don't know, I was, I ended up making this large because I wanted to, I should have probably cut the, I wanted to use the whole can of of curry paste. So I estimate that this is making 12 servings. Whoa! (laughs) So you can freeze some or you can have two meals in the same week if you have a large family. But I often freeze stuff or else I just eat on it for a week because sometimes I don't have time. I'm like, I'm just going to eat this meal for this week and then I'll make another large batch. You know, that is one of the Um, key things to keeping your grocery budget down is being willing to eat your own leftovers. Yes. It's huge. So it calls for potatoes, also chickpeas Hmm. or green peas. But then I thought, Maybe sometimes green peas somehow get a bad rap among the the younger set, especially. So chickpeas offer more protein. Ah, So if you are wanting to really emphasize the protein, then go with the chickpeas. But green peas also have protein in them. They do. Mm -hmm. So you add all of that and then you basically just cover it up and let it simmer away until the cauliflower and potatoes are done. Add some water. if 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 the pan starts to look dry, add some water to it. Add some salt and pepper right before serving. Stir in cilantro, unless you're one of those people where it tastes like soap. And then obviously that's me going to use it. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I'm sorry. That's rough. I understand. Um, It's delicious. (laughs) 
So <laughs> I recommend serving this over rice. That will also stretch it further. Mm-hmm. And I, honestly, I'm maybe I'm totally getting wrong. Maybe this is making enough to feed 20 people, but I'm only one person and I usually <laughs> make it with a half a cauliflower. So and, and then eat on it for several, you know, for a week. Anyway, it could be wrong, but <laughs> You could add some hot sauce if you if you like the spice, add some hot sauce to it and make it spicier. You could go with one of those other cans of curry paste and mix it up. And you're like, I want a different flavor profile. Mm. But in my opinion, cauliflower, potatoes and chickpeas work especially nicely with the masaman curry paste. Yeah, I so, can see that. When I did all of that and plugged it into this handy dandy nutrition calculator thing where you put in like a whole recipe and then you push the button and do a little bit of things to make sure it's grabbing the right quantities of the right item. I looked at it and I was like, well, that is not a that's not a meal, Aaron. That's that's a that's a bit light. So I was like, I mean, when I when you're at home, you can eyeball it and be like, yes, that's going to be a satisfying thing. But trying to produce a meal that you can share with other people. I was like, this is going to need something to fill it out. And in particular, I was like, what it's going to need is some meat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I gave some thought and then <laughs> I texted my sister and I was like, tell me I need to know by 3 p.m. today. <laughs> I need to I need you to tell me about the drumsticks that you made for us two years ago when we were on vacation in Wisconsin. And Erica replied to me almost immediately. So, Thank you, Erica. Yes. <laughs> because as I looked at it, I was like, budget, budget friendly, Aaron. And so I was like, okay, the cheapest meat out there, honestly drumsticks are where it's at yeah oh absolutely yeah is super expensive but no the drumstick is not glamorous the wings have become glamorous yeah but the drumstick is still humble yeah and you can get it from from walmart yeah that was my easy way to to price things out walmart 98 cents a pound for drumsticks Mm -hmm. nice so you are going to make erica's baked chicken drumsticks to fill out this meal and with that, you use chicken drumsticks, mayonnaise, and Tony Sacheries. If you're familiar with this spice blend, no. it's it's a no. it's so good. <laughs> it's like a Cajun spice blend. It comes in a large canister, like one of those like cardboard canisters that you see at the store. Anyway, uh. it's super good. But you could also do seasoned salt or whatever spice blend you like, herbs and spices. The mayonnaise, I, I was like, didn't you do something with mayonnaise? Because she didn't tell me that right away. I was like, wasn't there mayonnaise involved? She was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. She uses that because it helps the spices stick better. Oh. So you use a lot of mayonnaise. You just coat the chicken breasts in some mayonnaise, brush it on or rub it on with your fingers. But it helps the seasoning stick to it. Huh. Clever. Pick the seasoning of your of your family's choice, whatever. But Tony Sacheries is very delicious and it has salt in it. So you might not need any more, uh, any other salt. Sprinkle that on, put it in a baking dish, bake at 350 degrees until the meat starts pulling away from the bones. She said she likes it cooked more 
it's it's beyond what is usually like the chicken is done at this temperature. She yeah. likes it a little further than that. And I have to say it was so delicious that I'm I'm that's the way I'm I with her. That's how I cook chicken. I'm like, is it done yet? Supposedly, yes, yeah. but let's give it 10 right. more minutes just in case. Yeah. Oh, see, we live so, on the opposite side of that. My husband's <laughs> like, is this done? He's like, looks like it. Let's eat it. <laughs> so, we do not. 350 <laughs> until it starts pulling away from the bones. And she said, it's basically check it at about an hour. And then if there's a lot of juice in the pan, then drain off the juice and let it cook for five or 10 more minutes and it'll be good. And indeed, it was so tender and delicious. Because mm. um, mayonnaise would really help keep yeah. it juicy, too. Yeah. That It does. It helps. It, it's just a fantastic, fantastic, super cheap dish. Yeah. So I don't know, though, on this one. I, I need some help. And Rachel, you might be able to help me. If you were buying drumsticks, would mm-hmm. you allow a quarter pound of drumstick as a serving? Because I mean, it's a quarter pound of meat, but you don't need a quarter pound of meat. I mean, I think I would count. And so, like, what would be the right math for you? Don't eat drumsticks by the pound, eat them by the stick. Yeah. And I would say one drumstick for children, two drumsticks for the average adult. And if you have somebody who's got a really big appetite, teenage boy, maybe Uh three drumsticks. Yeah. Yeah. But most people are going to average out at two drumsticks, but the the older ladies and the younger children, Uh just one. Yeah. 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 Okay. Then it's going to be a little tricky to math this one out totally, but I'm going to just say that I'm going to, I'm totally guessing that maybe it's a quarter pound of drumsticks per serving. I think that's fair. That's probably going to average out like one drumstick will be less than that. Two will Mm -hmm. be more. But when you average out the two together, one and a half drumsticks per person, then maybe you're fine. (laughs) (laughs) So Walmart has the drumsticks for 98 cents a pound, therefore 25 cents a serving. As near as I can tell with my math, and my math might be off, but I'm saying that my recipe is going to give 12 servings and therefore, it is a dollar per serving for the curried cauliflower rice. I'm counting as just the pantry stable staple item. So then, adding in twenty five cents, so a dollar twenty five per serving. The math might be wrong. So ever and who knows what you can actually buy where you're at. So <laughs> it was just a fun little exercise, but it is going to be cheap. It's cheap, especially if you cook it in lard. You have to spend more, but then it goes further. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> spend more to pay less. It's so funny. I remember I remember a few years ago, I think it was during the 2008 recession, maybe. I was listening to the radio, maybe NPR, and they were trying to feed a family on a budget where they were trying uh-huh. to feed a family of four for under $10. <laughs> like this was some mm-hmm. great exercise mm-hmm. in uh, creativity and self-restraint and uh-huh. i remember thinking at the time really like <laughs> oh, this is most of the that. meals that i make <laughs> at this stage in my life <laughs> only four people uh-huh that's very generous yeah <laughs> yeah it is and of course yeah. you know there are many times as i've become more adventurous as a cook that my meals go considerably over that mark but it seemed strange to me that that was strange to them, mm. that this kind of cooking on a budget was something that was newsworthy. Yeah. Instead of just a way of life. And I don't know if like, 
I, I could be wrong, but I suspect that food prices are higher on the coasts mm. than they are here. But you live on the yeah. coast, so that doesn't, I mean. Walmart's so, Walmart. So, yeah. Aldi's Aldi. Yeah. <laughs> are, is, are Walmart prices the same everywhere or are they different prices, different places? It depends on the product. They're pretty yeah. close, though. Pretty consistent. I would guess okay. that they would be pretty close. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're not going to be paying $5 a pound yeah. for cabbage out here just because it's Connecticut. Right. No, no. True. So, yeah, there, there's a lot you can do. And especially, like you said, if you start, you can spend more of a time and take longer and cook your beans and you get dry beans are cheaper than canned beans and canned yeah. beans are already cheap, but dry beans are cheaper still. And they taste yeah. better too. Yeah. Uh, and so... And here's the thing that I love about this particular Iron Label Challenge. There was a time in our lives of years ago, thank the Lord it's not today, where money was really tight. Mm. And there were times when I would have to put off my grocery trip until, you know, the next bit of money came through. You know, we were mm. poor students. Mm -hmm. We were. Yeah. But I found that during those times, not only did my faith in God grow stronger, you know, because I was having to trust in him to provide. But I had a ton of fun in the kitchen being like, uh -huh. you don't win today, empty bank account. I may just have this number of pantry stable items, but uh -huh. I am going to feed my family a feast tonight. Yes. Yep. So it, it, it became this sort of creative challenge. Like, uh -huh. I can't go grocery shopping right now, but what do I have right here right now that I can cook into something that is going to be a nicer meal than we would normally eat? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And. Yeah. It turned what could have been a hard time into kind of a an act of resistance and uh -huh. creativity uh -huh. that was a yeah. really fun game yeah. I would play with myself in the kitchen. Right. Now, that didn't happen very often, but the few times it did happen, it just steeled my resolve to like put good food on the table. And uh -huh. so I have so much respect for families that are in that position a lot more than I have had to be in my life and love the way that they routinely apply their courage and their creativity to mm -hmm. feeding their families so yeah. budget kitchen people out there i, I salute you <laughs> absolutely ladies we want to know what your favorite frugal meals are and if you have like price per serving too that would be kind of fun <laughs> so comment on here or post pictures as your own post in our facebook group and we'll have some fun conversations about yeah. food which everyone yeah. loves you can also tag us in your stories on Instagram at Lutheran Ladies Lounge there and we can talk about it as well. And there'll be some prompts and things on Instagram in the next week that we can talk about meals too. You can find all of our episodes at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge or on the KFUO radio app or on your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. And I'm full of beans. <laughs> <laughs> Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave a review for us, too. If you love the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast, consider financially supporting our producer, KFUO Radio, so we can keep doing what we do. Find out how at kfuo.org slash give.